0: Hey everybody, welcome to the shift Podcast. I'm Lindsay and I'm Chantel. We're so excited to share with you some inspiring stories. We hope you enjoyed today's episode.
1: Now it's easier to walk. I can see the road before me. I am not afraid.
0: Hey welcome to today's episode. Today is an awesome special episode because we have my daughter Whitney with us. Hey guys. Hey (laughs) Whip. Hi Whitney. (laughs) Um, We're super excited to have her. She's gonna talk about a few different kind of transitions but mainly about her running the New York City Marathon just about almost two weeks ago. Yep. Okay. I'm gonna read a bio about Whitney. Whitney Garn is 18 years old and is currently a student at Utah State University. She was born in San Diego, California, and lived in Murrieta, California, until she was eight. She grew up in mostly Riverton, Utah. She danced and played soccer until she was 12, and then continued to focus on soccer all the way through her senior year of high school. And she is a state champion. 6A girls, soccer state champ. It was awesome. Such a fun game. And I also have to brag that she scored a goal. And also had an assist. (laughs) I did. So they won three to two to Sky Ridge, right? Yes. So cool. Um, She loves all things music, sports, and outdoor related. And she loves videography and photography. And most recently, she's become a runner.
2: Yes. All of a sudden, I'm a runner.
3: Awesome. So, yeah, today, like Chantel said, Whitney's going to be telling us about her, well, kind of two parts, right? Like, kind of moving up to college, Mm -hmm. and then you're training for the marathon and everything that went into that so we're super excited to hear about that so um before we jump into that do you want to share like a fun story or fact about yourself that would help us get to know you a little better
2: um the one i wrote down on the outline is my dad's favorite story of mine and it's when i was in third grade we were living in california and my school used to have these just like friday fun nights i guess at the school And there was a hula hoop competition and I won it and I was extremely competitive. I was up against my little third grade crush (laughs) and um, I just had my arms folded and my serious competitive like I'm about to win this thing face and I won. I don't know if I won like a prize or anything but... The fact that it's my dad's favorite story is enough for me. Yes, yes.
0: It was awesome. She was so serious about it and kept a straight face like Yes, a, yeah, like a, I'm got this, I'm winning, you are mm-hmm. not winning. I think that's so what cute. You.
3: And I just imagine you and there's this boy and it's you and I'm imagining there's a big crowd and I just love you were so confident
2: and you were just it's so cute. Yeah. I love In that. In my head there was a big crowd. It probably was just like a couple of parents and like my my <laughs> okay. dad obviously. yeah. Yeah, it yeah, was, was, so yeah. Yeah, was a big deal for me. Yeah.
3: Yeah, well, it was like foreshadowing something because obviously. Very competitive,
2: very great things coming your way. (laughs) And I
0: swear he does bring that up all the time. Yes. That's
2: funny. With my state champion, he's like, wow, I've never been more proud of you. Except when you won that hula hoop competition.
0: And I was like, oh, okay. But you did practice a lot and you could do super cool tricks with it. And so when you heard about the competition, I don't think you even ever thought... There's no chance you were losing.
2: Oh, the <laughs> thought of losing did not even cross it my probably, mind. I was like... What was his name? Graham. you were Graham. probably
0: shocked he actually... Were you, did you know he could a hula hoop? I don't or know. All I like know is that
2: like everyone was dropped out and it was just me and him, head to head. <laughs> hula hooping. And, and I was like, I'm not done. I'm not quitting. So you better... You better yeah. quit hula hooping. <laughs> that
0: was so cute. Yeah, it was so cute. That's awesome. Um, I guess in your back or in your bio, we kind of talked about where you were born and stuff. But if you want to talk about that, just
2: uh, yeah. So I was born in San Diego, California, and I didn't live there for very long. The majority of what I remember from California is when we moved to Marietta. I lived there until I was eight, so I don't remember much. But I played soccer, just went to school hung out with yeah. my siblings. that's kind of all I remember. but yeah. I do and think it's there
0: too. Right? yeah, I dance oh,
2: yeah and yeah, I do think it's important that I, I I'm grateful that I've lived out of Utah. I feel bad for my little sister because she's mad. she's never moved anywhere. She's yeah. lived in this house her whole life. yeah and she thinks that. I'm so lucky that I've moved before and I do think it's cool that I've and it's like a flex sometimes when people are like, oh, so you're a Cali girl. Right, I'm yeah. like, you said it, not me.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind
2: of unique around here. Yeah.
0: I think a lot of people are just born in Utah and live in Utah. So mm-hmm. yeah, but Kate is very much someday we want to move. But whenever I ask her when that will be, she keeps putting it off. So. It yeah. really want to. She's like, it sounds fun, but
3: really, yeah. she loves her yeah. friends and her stuff. Yeah. So.
2: And then yeah. now where do you live? I now live in Logan, Utah, because I go to Utah State. So I'm up there for school. I'm actually down in Riverton again for Thanksgiving, but yes, yeah. I normally so am happy up there. She's here all week. Yes, <laughs> fun.
3: Awesome. Well, um, yeah. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about. You know, we already talked about how, what the story is going to be about with your marathon running, but like, at what point in your life did that kind of come about, and how did it come about?
2: Um. So about a year ago, maybe last October, I think my dad realized that he got bibs from his work because that's how he got them was like Dunkin Donuts is a huge New York marathon sponsor and that's the restaurant that my dad franchises and so he had options for bibs and I told my dad that I feel like some days I would think about a marathon and think oh like that's not that big of a deal people do it without training but then some days I would think oh wow a marathon's super hard that's impossible I can never do it so when my dad asked me I told him he caught me on a day where I was like oh marathons like no big deal (laughs) so yeah I just kind of said I would do it with him and we didn't start training for another couple months but so it didn't seem like that big of a deal and then all of a sudden we started training I was like whoa like I actually committed to this what was I thinking yeah (laughs) yeah so you committed clear back, I, I guess I didn't realize that, like last fall.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, you're in advance. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you had just won the soccer thing. So yeah. Maybe you were I was like, feeling I really I'm confident.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was feeling extremely confident. I yeah. was in shape. I like lifting. I play right. soccer. It couldn't be that hard. Yeah. yeah and exactly. then summer rolled around and I actually had to start training. And yeah. it. I was like, whoa. Yeah, because it's not your exercise. <laughs> this is much choice. more.
3: No, it is definitely not. Well, maybe you can tell us about that because, so so you were a soccer player and there is running mm-hmm. involved, but like what, so did you like running? Were you feeling like,
2: you know, oh yeah, I get to run a marathon? or <laughs> What was your mindset? Uh, like, <laughs> I actually have never loved long distance running. I obviously liked soccer, but I never liked the idea of just running to run. I was, I needed to run to go chase somebody down or run to go score a goal or whatever. And so Even during conditionings at, like, high school practices, I would 100% rather do full field sprints than go run, like, long distance exercises. And the most I ever had to run long distance for conditioning was, like, three miles, and it was still not my thing. I did not like it. I, Whatever. And my dad loves it, so his, like, energy going into, yeah, wait, run this marathon with me. I was like, okay, yeah, I play soccer, I can do it. And... I still, it took me a really long time to get to the point where I even, during trainings, where I even, like, tolerated it. I really did not like it for the first, for the majority of the training. I really did not like it. Yeah, which
0: is actually so cool. Like, you're doing something that's challenging for runners. Yeah. But not, you know, so not being a runner. I mean, being in shape, but not being a runner. Yeah,
2: it's hard to stay motivated to do anything if you love it and then it's way harder to stay motivated to do something when you hate it. Yeah. So that was yeah. me. <laughs> I think that's one of the coolest
3: parts of your story is I think most people would assume that like an 18 year old that committed to run a marathon, probably ran track in high school, <laughs> probably like had this love for running. Cause mm-hmm. it's hard to do a marathon at any age, but like, I feel like a lot of people, you know, they have to work up to that for years and years and probably like build this, you know, mental strength and stuff. But I think it's cool that you committed to it knowing that you, It wasn't your first choice of exercise. So, Mm -mm. but you're doing it with your dad. So, that was something. So, maybe tell, yeah, tell us a little more about how that training went with him and like how did you start to prepare yourself and stuff.
2: So, I think we were supposed to start training in April, but we didn't really legit start training until July. I just, like from April on, I would just run like two or three times a week, which is not enough if you're gonna run a marathon. But in about June and July, he found a calendar. And we just stuck with that it was, he just googled marathon training calendar and clicked on the first one so we said it was the best way to do it even though we didn't really look into much else but so yeah we started training and doing it with my dad made me like it more just because he held me accountable during trainings and i listened to this podcast once it was like about habits and stuff and it's easier to like keep up with a habit if someone else is holding you accountable and he gave the example of, if you tell yourself you're going to get up and go to the gym at 6 in the morning, you could so easily wake up that morning and be like, actually, I'm going to sleep in a little longer and go at 10. But if the night before you text your friend and say, hey, meet me at the gym tomorrow at 6, you're going to get up and you don't want to let that friend down. And so it um, like motivates you to keep going. And so that was a huge thing is doing it with my dad because he'd come down to my room at like 6.15 in the morning, and say, like, hey, where are you going to come on a run with me? And I can't say no. I'm like, okay, I'm already awake. I mm-hmm. have to get it done at some point. It's more fun when it's with my dad. And so he definitely was a huge motivator. And a lot of the reason I stuck with my training runs was because I got to do them with him. And he was the one holding me, holding me accountable for getting my runs done. And he also got Snapchat recently. And I loved when he'd, like, <gasps> snap me and be like yeah, we got our run done today. Like, it's 8 a.m. We already finished our six-miler or whatever. So oh, he nice. definitely made it more fun. And that's when I kind of started to like it more is when I'd do it with him. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking...
0: I think that I was, like, hoping you'd run it... Like, like vicariously, I was running it through you because <laughs> yeah. I would love to run a marathon, but I just have knee issues. And so um when Dad had the opportunity, I was like, oh, man, that would be so cool. Mm-hmm. Well, actually... Well, I think the reason why he had opportunities because he asked about it because yeah. I had listened to that podcast that talked about, um, it was Glennon Doyle and she, um, Abby Wambach had run it and she oh. was just saying it was such a cool experience to watch mm-hmm. it. And knowing I probably couldn't run one right now, I was like, Hey, do you guys want, do you want to run a marathon? Do you want to run the New York? Marathon? <laughs> I want to go to New York. Yeah. And, yeah. and they said the crowd and just the experience was so cool, even as a spectator. Mm-hmm. So then I was like. And it just kind of fell into place because he was like, "Well, I think Dunkin' Donuts actually sponsors it. I'll ask and see if there's a yeah. way." Because you can only get in through a lottery. It's not you don't mm-hmm. have to qualify like Boston, but you have to get in with the lottery. So, because there's fifty thousand runners and way more people that want to run it, and right. so I, anyway, Dunkin' Donuts happened to have some bibs, and, so
2: I can blame you, not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or thank me. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That's true. Because I okay. think
0: um, I I often wondered like if it would have been just like do you want to run the St. George Marathon. Do you think you would have wanted to do it as much? Mm. Or did going to New York and being able to run it in New York, was that part of your... Yeah,
2: definitely once training started, because back a year ago, he was like, do you want to run the New York Marathon? And I was like, a year later, that doesn't seem... Whatever, but once it started getting closer and we actually started training, I was like, okay, like I'm not going to go all the way to New York and just watch my dad do it. Like He invited me, he got me a bib, I'm going to do it with him. So it definitely... Once it got closer and once training became more legitimate, it was more of a motivating factor. was the fact I got a trip to New York out of it. So yeah. Yeah. that definitely helped on my days where I was like, I hate this. <laughs> I hate running. I didn't never want to do it again. But yeah. I just kept New York in mind. I was like, okay, I can do it. And you, yeah,
3: you'd
0: never been to New York before that, Mm-mm. right? Nope. Okay. I just thought it was cool because I do feel like you and dad were close already, but I think... Yes. I think you have both said if you want to get close to somebody and get to know somebody better on a deeper level, um, run a marathon because you're with them yes. for hours. I mean, mm. you, when you guys would do your long, some days were two hour, three hour, four hour, yeah, runs on some weekends. So
2: yeah, I always say if you want to get close to somebody, train for a marathon with them because there's just something different. We never brought our AirPods on our runs. We always just talked, and so there's a lot of you got to fill a lot of silence in two hour runs weekly, on a weekly basis. So I definitely got a lot closer with my dad through the whole thing too, which was super cool.
0: That's way really cool. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. I know that it was a little bit hard when you moved to college to keep on <laughs> training. And so maybe you could talk about the transition when you went to t- college.
2: Yeah. How did you I motivate do.
0: yourself without dad?
2: Yeah. And... So like I said, um, I finally got to a point where I tolerated it and that was because I was running with dad. Um, we got really close. He made him fun. We'd have our conversations. We had these routes that we really liked and that were just familiar. And I had my routine that I would do. I'd come home from our runs and then I'd go to the gym because that was something I actually liked. And then I'd come home from the gym and then I would drink coffee with my mom on the porch. And so it kind of just turned into this routine that I actually enjoyed. And so once I got uprooted and moved to Logan all of a sudden all the things that had finally made me like running I didn't have anymore I didn't have my dad I didn't have my mom drink coffee with afterwards I hated the routes in Logan the first two weeks I could not find a route that I liked Logan our campus is like up on a hill so any run I any run I did was either straight uphill or straight downhill and uphills probably would benefit me more than running downhill but it's the worst I didn't want to run (laughs) uphill in every direction that I was running and so I then resorted to running on the treadmill which is still not fun but at least it was flat and so it definitely was really hard to remove myself from all the things that finally made me like it and not hate it and so then I moved and all those things were gone so I feel like I moved back to square one where I just absolutely hated it again so that was really difficult
0: one thing that helped was just planning your long runs
2: together. So you yes. have to do your
0: short runs during the week, but then come home for the weekend, and we even went up to Logan one of the weeks so that you guys could do your long runs Yeah, together.
2: I, there's no way. I could barely do my 40-minute runs by myself. So there, I just knew there was no way I was going to do a two-plus-hour run by myself without quitting halfway through. And so I came home every weekend for my first month of college because mm-hmm. I had the... We even met at like Antelope Island one weekend. Like met halfway. Oh, that's right. That didn't so so I... well. there's like bugs. <laughs> it was so gross, but it was good because I finished it. And if I wouldn't have met him halfway, I would not have finished the 12 miles. So mm-hmm. yeah, that definitely helped. Was coming home. Yeah, I loved runs. when she came home,
0: obviously, because I got to see her. But then I would do the last couple miles with him.
2: Yeah, mom Catch always up. joins in the last three miles, which is a nice energy boost when we're yeah. dying. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'd be feeling pretty good, ready for a run. But I was really proud of you because one of the
0: longest runs. Did you go from 10 to 13? cause I feel like you skipped like the training. Yeah, you? I feel like I went from 8 to 12. Maybe that was the one. I feel like I caught you guys on the ninth mile, and those last mm-hmm. three miles were really hard. Very but I'm right. so proud of you guys because you just kept going and pushed through, and we just took it nice and slow and
2: mm-hmm. made it. Nice. Yeah, thinking of my first 12 miles, I'm like, pfft. That's so simple now. Yeah, that's not marathon. even a half marathon. Right, that is true. So,
3: um, but you were still training during the week up in. So, when you marathon train, like how
2: many days a week do you run? Is it like in every other day? I guess every calendar is probably different, but oh, we right. did. We didn't run on Mondays. We'd run Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. No runs Friday. Our longest run on Saturday. Okay. And then just like a recovery run on Sunday. And then every week closer to the marathon, it would obviously get harder or like longer miles. So okay. yeah, I'd have to wake up, see my roommate in bed all warm and still asleep. <laughs> oh yeah. And I'd have to get up before class and go on a run all by
3: myself. Okay. So that's what I was wondering. So yeah, how did you work it into your routine? Because you were still having to run a bit on your mm-hmm. own at home. Yeah, quite a bit really. How did today. you kind of, yeah, get past that first couple of weeks where you said it was really tough and... You know, what are like, yeah, how did you kind of get
2: through um, that part? It was really tough. I'd come home every time, and my roommate would be like, How's your run? And I would just be like, Terrible. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Right, I to hate be it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, If you want the truth out of me, I'll give yeah. it to you. It's not fun. But one day, finally, like, I think my third week of school, me and my roommate found this like lookout up just at Utah State. And I was like, Okay, this would be. Actually, not that bad of a route. If I ran to this lookout and then ran through these cute little neighborhoods and it was pretty flat. There's one part that was a tiny hill, but it was very short um, in relation to the other uphill routes I'd been running. But So I finally found a route that I liked, and so that did make it easier. I do wish some of my friends or my roommates liked to run, but none of them did. So I still had to run by myself. But my mom started a podcast, so I would just listen to the podcast on the run because it made me feel like I was talking to someone because I was so used to talking to my dad and that makes it at least for me go by faster and so I could at least pretend I was talking to my mom yeah, <laughs> instead.
0: which is like kind of interesting because you love music yes like I love do. music but you kind of got in the habit of talking and mm-hmm. having conversation it does like even when I go yeah running with you or dad I'm like wow this goes by much faster Mm -hmm. chatting
2: yeah and the podcast it makes you feel like you're having a conversation and there's a train of thought that you have to follow but if I listen to music while I run all I think about is how I just wish I wasn't running (laughs) so the podcast yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. the podcast help it makes me feel like I'm having a conversation it makes it go by faster so yeah that's awesome
3: did you find any other podcasts that you like I'm just curious like what other ones you might like to listen to
2: um, I love Emma Chamberlain. She was like a YouTuber that started way back in 2016. And I actually don't think she does YouTube as often anymore, but, and hers are, it's called Anything Goes. And so literally okay. every different, every podcast is, is, is so different. different. It's just a different topic. Yeah. And she doesn't have guests. She just records it in her bed and just talks <laughs> <That's> <laughs> about awesome. random things. Yeah. And sometimes it's like relationships and like families. And another other time it's like fashion trends I hate right now or whatever so yeah that's fun yeah, yeah so that would j- just kind of keep it light and fun and that was my main one besides my mom's obviously once cool. she started releasing some but well that makes us feel good that yes. you listened to us and <laughs> yes, actually wanted to listen to yeah. us yeah huh?
3: which I do not to say I mean our guests are awesome but you know right a little confidence booster for us I <laughs> yes, yes. yeah teenagers but a cool 18 year old wants to listen yeah <laughs> <laughs> um cool so yeah, I guess we've kind of talked about the challenges. Um, what do you feel like was the most vulnerable part of your, this, the whole journey of like learning to run and kind of going through, I guess, like being alone
2: doing it and that kind of thing. I think the biggest part was once I moved up to school and had to keep running by myself, my confidence was just shot. And I, and right when we, moved me up there I just hurt my quad from one of our long runs before and so like I didn't want to miss a run because no one else would make me feel guilty but just myself I'd like shame myself if I missed a run like oh you're not doing enough you're being a bad teammate to dad like so that was hard being hurt for a little bit and I just would go through phases I'd call my boyfriend be like how am I supposed to run 26.2 miles if I can't even run four like I just had the worst run and I just um yeah a lot of it was just a confidence thing I didn't really think I could do it but um my dad would always say respect the distance which like yeah I just ran 12 miles last week this four miler is going to be easy but it's still four miles like you have to respect no matter how far you're going it's going to be difficult at least at some point so I had to keep that in mind like don't get defeated if this three miler was still hard even though you did eight last week like it's still hard and it's still a win that you got it done it doesn't matter you're not going for time you're not trying to run the marathon in two hours like just the fact that you got up early before class and went on your run is a win and so I just had to focus more on okay like just three miles today that's it don't think about your five miles tomorrow your 12 miles this weekend just do the run that you have today. And then after you're done, don't think about running again until you have to do it the next morning. So,
0: yeah, which is impressive because I think just moving away from home is hard.
2: <laughs> and then
0: you add, let's just train for a marathon. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm so impressed with you thinking
3: like to move away like that and that you have the dedication to keep it going on your
0: own. I just think it's so cool. And can you tell us some of the new life perspectives that you have gained through your training?
2: Um, the biggest one I think just for me personally is that I can do hard things, which kind of sounds dumb, but my dad always says that, but sarcastically, like if we don't want to do something, he's like, oh, cause we don't do hard things, huh? That's not what we do. That's, and, but now I'm like, no, I can do this. And even things I don't like, but I know that will be good for me and will push me and teach me things and obviously allow me super cool Um, opportunities like going to New York I can do them and I can push through them whether it's some days I would have to do it by myself and just have to dig up the discipline and confidence and motivation from myself and then other days I'd have my mom and dad and roommates and friends who would help me out so just the biggest thing is that I can do hard things yeah that's a hard thing (laughs) yeah that's way hard yeah (laughs) It's so
3: cool that you're like learning that at such a young age too, (laughs) that you can set a goal and stick
2: to it Mm -hmm. and especially a big goal like a Mm -hmm. marathon. And I learned too, a huge thing was that your mind wants you to stop before your body actually needs to. And so a lot of it was obviously any sport or whatever comes with mental toughness. And so a lot of runs I'd be like, oh, how am I supposed to run? I just ran 12, how am I supposed to run 15? There's no way I could have done a step more than 12. But then all of a sudden next week, you get to 12 and your body knows you have to keep going. So you have to like in your mind say, no, I can get past 12 because I am. I just did take another step. I'm at 12.1 actually. And then, so yeah, I think a lot of it taught me mental toughness too because your brain will tell you you have to stop, but really you can keep going. (laughs) I think that's interesting because I think on some of the runs we would say that we're like,
0: wow, we told our brains that we're, you know, like not mm-hmm. me, but you and dad would say, we've told our brains we're going this many miles and our house is almost there and we're going to get to our house. I don't think we could go further. Mm-mm. But the next time you said, oh, this time we have to go three, brother- three yeah. miles further than that, you did it.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But your
0: mind almost tells you like, oh, I have to be done. My body's
2: yeah, yeah,
3: done. I was just thinking when you were saying that about how, you know, it applies to other things in life too. Like we can get in those mindsets where we just think, I just can't do this anymore or mm-hmm. I can't I can't get an A in this class or mm-hmm. you know, it could be anything, or I can't keep going with this super hard situation at work or whatever, family, whatever. But like sometimes if we tell ourselves that, mm-hmm. yeah, then we're not going to. But yeah. Like we're actually capable of a lot more than we probably mm-hmm. realize we are. So I think it's that's another cool lesson. You're learning young and even yeah,
2: on physical things and mental things and everything. So yeah, I told my dad, cool. I told my dad one time, maybe you should have told me from the beginning that a marathon was 26.5 miles instead of 26.2 because instead of getting to 26.2 and thinking I could not have taken another step, I would have finished and been, oh, like, that's it. That's all I had to do. Right. Yeah, that's actually really Because once it's stuck in your head, like, this is how many miles you're doing. It seems impossible to do any more than that. And that seems like your, your limit. So, right. Mm-hmm. But if, yeah, that's, that's cool. Do you have any
0: advice for us or for other people or life lessons you learned? What advice would you give to people? Maybe if they were, up, you know, training for something or just something hard in life or. Yeah. Um,
2: if you are training for a marathon, find a route you like. Find preferably someone to do it with you. It makes yeah. it a lot easier and a lot more fun. And yeah, I think just finding a routine that makes you like it. Because that was really what made me like i said tolerate it. i still want to say i love running but <laughs> it was what made me like it was finding a routine that i would get into and yeah that was just yeah. a huge part for me
3: you know one thing we didn't really ask earlier when you're talking about college i was just thinking was that hard like balancing i mean it's a lot just to move away to college and all of a sudden be learning to balance classes and Mm -hmm. like college classes are a lot different than high school classes. And then also be training for a marathon. I mean, did you feel like it was just a lot being thrown at you all at once? And how did you, I mean, it kind of ties back to this question too. Like how, how did you learn, like, what are the lessons you learned that got you to where you're obviously able to stick with it? And I know you're an awesome student. Like you graduated valedictorian right yeah so she's super yeah so I mean
2: yeah maybe you could tell us more about that at least for me I have to get my whether it's a run a school project something you're tr- like procrastinating trying to avoid I have to get the biggest problem done first and so as much as I hated getting up before economics at nine to run I knew that if I didn't all during economics I would just be stressing that I still have to run and so if you're anything like that I would just say just get it done it feels so much better and especially me because I didn't like it if I didn't do it first thing in the morning it would just hang over my head and the, I would get those snapchats from my dad and he'd be like I finished my four miles did you and I'd be like "Uh, no so if I just got it done and got up early and did it it would make me feel better and kind of the whole just being present like okay that was a win I did what I needed to do today the earlier you get that done the less you have to think about it and so I think just prioritizing and even the things that you don't want to do like prioritizing those just to get it done and it will make your day a lot better. Right, and I think you had to sacrifice a little because,
0: like, your friends would be hanging out late, and you're like, I
2: gotta go to bed. Yeah. I gotta wake up early for this run. They, oh, yeah. they would give me so much crap. They're like, Winnie, you're leaving again? Like, is all you do is sleep? It's, like, 10 o'clock, and I'm leaving to hang out. But, And they would give me crap, but they'd also be like, Winnie, you, on, like, a real note, we are, like, you are very disciplined for that. There's no way I could ever do that. So that did help. It gave me some confidence, and... Yeah. A little praise was nice every once in a while, especially when I was defeated with the whole training. But, right, so yeah, That's that was cool. hard. I definitely had to give up some hangout time and to go yeah. and some gym time. I quit hitting leg day, which was the saddest thing ever. But, but I you do, you to do leg day today. Yes, I did leg day today. Oh, nice. It was That's awesome. Cool. Oh,
0: let's talk about the marathon now.
2: Yes, yeah, about the
0: actual day. So,
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, it's so fun. Me and my dad got up and missed a bus to get there, so then we took the subway, and on the subway, it was actually super cool. We met this couple from the Netherlands, and he had ran the New York Marathon eight times, but he wasn't running it this time because he was running the Honolulu Marathon the next week, what? but he gave us some good advice, he pumped us up, was just talking about fueling ourselves, drinking a lot of water. It was super hot that day. It was the hottest New York Marathon in the last fifty years, since they moved it from October to November, so yeah, it was warm. Mm. Yeah, they told all the runners to like decrease what, like your speed ten percent. Yeah, they sent out like water. a warning, like, yeah, like a heat
0: warning. Like, yeah. yeah.
2: So, yeah, so we got on the subway. We get on this ferry, and then we got off the ferry and on Staten Island, and there were buses and people everywhere, and. Everyone was crowding towards the buses in the front and so me and my dad decided to like walk a little further down which good thing we did but then we kind of ended up butting in line on accident but not really <laughs> and but if we wouldn't have but in line and gone to the far um buses we would not have made our like start time because there were just people everywhere but so we get to the corrals and I wish we would have gotten there earlier we definitely underestimated the time that it was going to take us because People were stretching, eating, listening to music, but pretty much me and my dad just got there, went to the bathroom, walked to our corral. And then they sang the national anthem, which was super cool. Everyone was cheering. They gave like the classic motivational speech, which was super cool. Um, And then the first mile of the race was over the Brooklyn Bridge, which was super cool. And so we ran over the Brooklyn Bridge and on your way up it everyone's like a few people were cheering cuz it was the beginning of the race but it's up a bridge so everyone was just kind of breathing heavy just focusing on the run and then as soon as you hit the downhill half of the bridge the they called it like a wall of noise like you could just immediately hear people cheering for you ringing cowbells um so yeah we got off the bridge and We're just running in the, I'm pretty sure the whole 26.2 miles, besides the bridges that you'd cross to, like, get into a different borough, there were just people lining the streets, like, ringing bells, handing out fruit, handing out tissues, signs that had, like, hit this for a power-up, and you hit it, and (laughs) um, handing out salt packets, and some people, yeah, they had bands, loudspeakers, and... Like I said, a lot of the training runs were super fun with my dad because um, we got a talk, but because it was so loud, we barely even got a word out for like half the runs because so many oh, people wow. were cheering. But so yeah, that was super cool. And a lot of people would write their names on their bibs or their tank top, whatever they're wearing. So People would cheer, like, your own name, which somehow hits different than just, like... Oh, that's cool. Like, Let's Go is different from Let's Go Whitney, so that was super cool, and yeah, it was just a cultural experience that I feel very fortunate to have experienced, because you're just running through New York, and no one, I mean, unless you want to walk it or bike it, not a lot of people get to just go through the five boroughs of New York in one day, and so it was just super cool to see all the different types of people but as I was running through you can see like the whole demographics change like certain boroughs there would just be streets of really old people or street and then you'd move on and there'd be a street there must be a school around because it's all high schoolers or teenagers and there was one community where a bunch of Jewish people were walking home from church and just different ethnicities different ages different it was just really cool to jog through it and see it change as you turned a corner or cha- like uh, ran into a burrow, which was super cool. So, yeah, I
0: mean, as a spectator, as a spectator, it was amazing. I mean, it was mm-hmm. really was everywhere you went. You had to kind of make your way to the. Well, we met them at what mile sixteen? 16? So we had some like fuel and some water to give them and some signs to hold up, and it was really cool because. It was everybody was so friendly and so mm-hmm. nice, and everybody's there for a cause. It was to cheer the people running the marathon. Yeah. Fifty thousand people mm-hmm. running the marathon, so it was just a steady stream of people the entire time, which was crazy, and then just constant, um, yeah, cheering and cowbells and music and just positivity. And you know, when people would ask, "Oh, is your runner almost here? Or did you want to get in front?" Like, "Oh, our runner's almost here. You can take our spot." I mean, everybody was just so friendly and so nice, and I think the you know, New York batter up. Like I just didn't feel that at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it was very friendly and very, and it could just be, you know, the event itself, but it felt very unifying. It just yes. felt like all different shapes, sizes, ages running mm-hmm. the marathon. And you could just feel like the connection. You could feel the energy. And cause then we went back to meet them closer to the finish line. Same exact thing, you know, yes. People lined up everywhere and people cheering, you know, and it was fun when you're like, Oh yeah, let's, Cheer for so-and-so. She there's Ryan. Okay, yay, Ryan. Or whatever. Yeah, or people would ask, like, oh, what is your family's names? And so when we started cheering when you'd come, they'd cheer for your you, you mm-hmm. know, your family. And it was just a really amazing experience. And it was just like that podcast said, I'm like, Wow, well, it's just like they said, just mm-hmm. a, something you ca-. I know a lot of races are like that, but I wonder with New York City and being so diverse and having being a melting pot of different kinds of people. People coming from all over the world. I feel mm-hmm. like everywhere we turned there was someone speaking a different language yes. and it was really cool. And then it was so fun to see you guys. Like we were <laughs> yes. so anxious because a couple people missed the person was so zoned in that they were cheering for their family or friend and they didn't see him.
2: Oh um, and I was like, Oh I, I would be so Yeah, zen. so we were
0: like on it. We're like, you know, yeah. luckily JMO was with us, Whitney's boyfriend, he's really tall. I'm like, okay, you gotta keep <laughs> yeah. this guy out. Oh
2: because <laughs> I would ask my dad multiple times. Wait, when are we meeting them again? What mile are we meeting them at again? Mm. Did we miss them? What are we, are we on the right side of the road that they're gonna be on? Because making you or seeing you guys was like motivation for me. Like you guys were checkpoints, which obviously each mile is a checkpoint. But I was like, okay, I get to see my family, and then I, I only have this much to go, and then I get to see him again, and then I only have this much to go. So it was super cool to have you guys yeah. be there and cheers on.
3: So something until I talked to you guys about this because I just didn't. I mean. I think I heard about the New York City Marathon. I never listened to like, that podcast. I didn't know much about it. I think it's so cool that people are cheering you on the whole way. Yes. And I just feel like that's like such a unique experience that I don't know if anyone... I mean, could you ever recreate that? Like That's just so mm-hmm. cool. Right. Because so I don't I think...
0: Mean, maybe because there's 50,000 yeah. runners and then New there's York's so big. Many. I think people would even come to cheer. They weren't actually cheering on a specific person. Just they just to were be a part just cheering. Right? Yeah, they just love being in New York and cheering. Like, it's like a big event. event? Yeah. yeah. That's really cool.
3: Yeah. I think that's super cool. Um, So, and then you are talking about, like, as you came in, you were running over the Brooklyn Bridge, and then you would you would get over a bridge and you'd hear all this cheering. But didn't you say, it seems like maybe your mom told me, or maybe in the outline, that there was multiple bridges that you would run over? Mm-hmm. So, like, every time you go on a bridge, the fans weren't there, right? Mm-hmm. Cause, and, like, no cars, nothing. So it would go quiet, mm-hmm. and then you would go back into the cheering. So I don't know. I'm just imagining that, and I think that sounds really cool. Like, yeah. as you're running, I mean, would you just, like, hear the sound of... The Runners and it was like, Your breath breath yeah, tea. yeah. The
2: bridges were definitely the hardest part because obviously, at least half of a bridge is you've got to be going over something, and those are big, long bridges, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, on the way up, you it's just silence, like randomly, you'd hear people like, You got this, guys, but then no one is, <laughs> you're, you're too tired to respond, yeah. So, but then, as soon as you hit the decline portion of the bridge, every time, so every time you cross a bridge is a new burrow, so. We ran over like five bridges and every time you hit the decline, it's just roars of people cheering and bells and music and um, so that was just super cool. And when I say it's like a wall of noise, it really does feel like all of a sudden someone opened a door of like a huge crowd and you just hear everyone screaming, which is super cool.
3: And when you were saying you and your dad like it was too loud all the cheering you couldn't even really talk did Mm -hmm. that do you feel like that made it harder or was just the energy of all the cheering like was that enough to kind of get you through that?
2: It definitely the cheering really did help and there were sections where me and my dad would have a conversation and we'd kind of tune out the cheering or just get into our conversation yeah but the cheering helps and people cheer very differently so some people be like yeah, you got this. You're doing so awesome. You're so cool. And then this one friend, it was towards the end too. So this guy was like walking and he's like, I can't do it. And his friend, I don't know. Cause he didn't look like he was running the race. He was just in normal shoes, normal clothes, not sweaty. So I don't know how he got in with the runners, but he started walking next to his best friend and was like cussing him out, but in like a motivational way, which <laughs> In me, it actually helped in, like, soccer games. Like, if someone was yeah. like, swearing at me, I was like, okay, I need to get it together. <laughs> so, at the beginning, the, like, nice happy cheers were... Really helped me out. And then, towards the end, this guy actually saying, like, you better not freaking quit. You better yeah. not, like... Like, cussing him out actually motivated me You're like okay. better than yeah. I think the happy cheers would. Because... I'm like, if someone was trying to be like, no, like you, I'm like, you get out here and run 26 miles. Yeah, uh, right, right. So right. hearing that actually really helped at the end. So I do think, regardless of what the cheer was or who was cheering, the cheers were always like a motivator and pushed me to keep going. Especially oh, wow. cheers for my own family. Those really helped me out. Yeah.
0: was worried about you, you know, like, <laughs> okay, it's hot and this is like so many people and Mm -hmm. so when you guys came up and you guys looked so still energized and
2: excited I was put in on a show I was not I (laughs) was dying I mean you're sweaty but it also had rained and
0: yeah
3: yeah and that's crazy like so we had gone to New York in the summer and it was super hot and humid and I know like your temps weren't as high but knowing what that humidity feels like from when we were there in the summer I just am like how in the world could you run and I was just thinking about how you trained in Utah, which is a desert, and it's dry. So mm-hmm. that's such a different climate. So I'm sure that was really hard. But. Yes.
2: Luckily, the rain was nice because it cooled us down a little bit. But we thought the sun was just going to be beating down on us the whole time. But we were counting our many blessings that there was cloud coverage, I'd say, like almost the entire time, which really helped us out. We don't know what we would have done if yeah. the Honestly. sun was actually out.
3: Yeah. Or well, not a, good. Like a heat wave and stuff. So mm. was there ever a point where you felt like, I don't
2: know, I might not be able to do this? Or... Um, for the heat part, it actually was right when we got off the Brooklyn Bridge, the very first one, because all of a sudden you're kind of spread out on this bridge and then you all funnel into this skinny, narrow street and it's hot. It hadn't started raining yet. There's so many people. I like started to feel super claustrophobic. Mm. And then obviously as the race went on, that got better. But then at about mile 24, my body, I like almost started crying. I was like, dad, I have to stop. I feel like someone just took a sledgehammer to my spine. My knees and ankles are crackling. And so the heat part was honestly more towards the beginning until I got used to it. But then just the, my body itself wanting to shut down. Yeah. really hit me. It hit me multiple times before. I'm not going to say yeah. I made it yeah. easily to <laughs> oh, mile 24. 24 miles. <laughs> yeah. But really at mile 24, I was like questioning. I was like, am I going to crawl over the finish line? <laughs> like <laughs> am I? But luckily I picked it up and we saw my family at mile like 26. So I only had 0.2 to go and I really picked it up, which is yeah. relative because I finished running like an 11 minute mile. <laughs> but before that, I was running 12-minute miles, so seeing my family really helped me pick it up and just keep going. But
0: Yeah, and didn't Dad have something oh, yeah. to get your mind off things? He
2: could see... It was about mile 24. He knew that I was on the verge of tears. He knew I was struggling, and he knew how excited I was to finally stop running and hit leg day. And so to distract me for about half a mile, he was like, hey, in most detail that you can, walk me through your leg day. So that was actually really helpful to like talk and yeah, a lot of similar. our training runs too towards the end I resorted to without even realizing it I resorted to like self-talk like out loud mm. I'd say okay you got this you can keep going and so my dad's response was the same every time because I would be running struggling and I'd be like okay and he'd be like what <laughs> I'd be like I can do this and he'd be like yep and that's all I needed just to yeah. him to agree like yep the simple as that you got it that's there all. Is I a lot of research on self talk that it's super important yeah. even saying mm-hmm.
0: your own name like yeah telling yourself oh, yeah. that you've got this you can do this you know or like let's think clearly let's take a breath that's whatever it is you need to you know tell yourself that if it, you literally use your name and talk to yourself yeah. that it can yeah, be really I beneficial
3: heard or read something just mm-hmm. recently about that too telling yourself your own name even which is mm-hmm. so interesting like talking to yourself like you would someone else yeah we mm-hmm. so don't tend to do that
0: you yeah like we're either harder on us- ourselves or we don't think we can do things but mm-hmm. we would be less hard on someone else and yeah. believe in them more so yeah, so talk to them as, or talk to us as if
2: we were talking to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was, yeah, it was funny because all he would just respond in one word. I'd be like, "Okay, what? I got yeah. this. Yep." And that's mm-hmm. all I. That that's probably cool, yeah. happened like ten mm-hmm. times, but that's all I needed was just the "Yep, you do." You got that's it. it. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was really cool. Um. So after you
0: ran the race, you know, we were just looking in the news, like in the New York Times and the different, um. News about the heat, news about, because even the guy that was supposed to win it, he broke yeah. down at like mile 20. I think mm-hmm. he literally passed out and he didn't <gasps> because, because it heat. was hotter. And I think he didn't hold back. Like everybody mm-hmm. else was kind of, you know, taking the heat to into account. But um, anyway, right, ran into this really cool guy that was in the news. Um, he has a Instagram account called Tommy Ribs. Um, I just thought some of the stuff he said was really cool because he actually got lung cancer and got really sick and was just, I think he got down to like eighty five pounds and before that he'd been a competitive runner and like to in it to win it type runner, mm-hmm. you know, with like Boston Marathon and New York Marathon and so he I think walked it last year but this year he was able to run it a little bit getting you know more strength and has um, gotten beat cancer at this point and just trying to get back into shape but he says what a great what a gift to be alive spent the morning tromping through the lungs of this big old city i'm new to this kind of gritty beautiful bustle but i can't express how good it feels to be back looking forward to joining the masses as we flood these streets on sunday celebrating this life and the unspeakable privilege we've been given to do this one more time all the best to everyone preparing to toe the line this weekend thank you for allowing me to be part of this with you and thank you to all those who will line the streets and Fill the feeds with kindness and support and love. We are inherently good as human beings, and sometimes great. I'm convinced of that more and more each day, but it's rare to find a more distilled, purified version of that beautiful humanity than in a place like New York City on the morning of the marathon. And I thought that described exactly how I felt. I mean, I wasn't running it, but... And obviously, this means even more to him as someone that had almost died, but I feel like it described just what it felt like you really Mm -hmm. do feel like how you know the beauty of humans and you just felt so unified but we'd also gone to like the 9 11 museum we went to the statue of liberty Mm -hmm. new york is really just a lot a big symbol of america and Mm -hmm. i felt like more patriotic i felt more um, unified just with the world and more connection just with humans and sometimes Mm -hmm. i think we forget that with things that go on and the news and our lives and it's really cool but anyway Mm -hmm. i thought he described that so well so yes. Yeah, really I got chills as you are reading that. that. I know. It's so <laughs> good. It's really yeah. good. So, yeah, it was a cool experience. I'm so glad that you and Dad ran the marathon yes. so that we could all go to New York. We brought our whole family, and every one of us... Um, My husband had been to New York before, but the rest of us never had, and mm-hmm. I think we all fell in love with yes. New York City. Yes,
2: my boyfriend wants yeah. to move there now. Really, yeah, the like, Coleman
0: did. Our, yeah, Coleman's brother. Um, It was just... I don't know. Everybody liked it. We had, I think it helped. We had really good weather. Mm-hmm. We, I think we didn't try to fit too much in just knowing this was our first time and they were running a race. We didn't want to be wearing them out, walking all around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, yeah, I fell in love with the city and yes. just the people and the diversity of it all. So yeah, yeah, super New York's good. so awesome. Yeah. Got lots of tips from Lindsay cuz she went before us. So yeah. I did and I was
3: so happy you guys got great such great weather and also so envious. Yeah, cuz you got there really <laughs> we hot. We were weather. so we were 95 degrees and humid and it was still so fun. But
0: and you had a chance you lived there for like a month.
3: Yeah, like yeah, years we did. Ago, right? Yeah, when my husband was doing some training for work, which was awesome. So and we did. That was in the spring. But My kids were just little then. So I'd love to take them back and experience it. And your pictures were just beautiful. Yeah, it was a cool time of year to go. Yeah. So cool. Well, um, maybe you can tell us, as we like to wrap up with our question, how you find beauty in life after going through this transition.
2: Well, like we just talked about, New York is beautiful. And I fell in love with the city. And then a huge thing that stuck out to me was the first bridge, the Brooklyn Bridge that we um jogged over we get into the people and me and my dad knew that New York City like the New York City Marathon was a big deal and that people came together but like no one could have prepared me or made me like imagine what it would have been like without me actually experiencing it and so me and my dad get down onto the street with just thousands of people cheering us on and my dad goes how can someone see something like this and think that the world is evil? Like, look at all these people that, whether they know someone running or not, are out here just cheering you on, sitting on their porches, sit, like, just sitting in chairs, standing. Um, so, that was a huge thing for me, was just like, and kind of the Tommy Ribbs quote, just that people are good. Like, they're inherently good. They want to cheer you on, they want to see other people succeed. They want to support in any possible way they can, make whether it's making a sign or handing out things for the runners. But So that really stuck out to me. It was just being able to experience something that really um, showed that humanity really is good. And like you said, there are things that go on on the news that are bad and evil or whatever you want to call it. But just after New York, I just hope and believe that the majority of the world is... Inherently good. And sometimes great, like Tommy Rose said. Yeah. So that was super cool. cool.
3: Can I read what you wrote, just the end of what you wrote about it on your Instagram? Because I actually thought what you said was really good. Yeah. Because I was I was looking at it last night, um, kind of preparing for this. So at the end you said, um, my body is destroyed, so I'm not so I don't suggest that you go run the New York City Marathon, but if for some reason you need some energy, hope, humanity, encouragement, and love find yourself in New York during marathon weekend. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so
0: awesome. And so just perfectly said. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. That was it was cool. a great ex- way to experience New York. I think.
2: Yes. I do think there are some
0: people that have said they love to be there during New York marathon. Yeah. Because it is a good time of year. It's fall and they just love the energy of the city. Yeah. That time.
3: And I would have thought, oh, avoid that marathon weekend. It's probably so crowded, but now I'm like, I want to go near a marathon yeah, weekend. Right. I it's, mean, I would say I it
0: mean, pretty expensive. Oh, that's yeah. your house, you know, for a hotel, but
2: and it's crowded in the best way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just, I think you're right. Yeah.
3: Yeah, cuz everyone's coming mm-hmm. together and that's so cool. That's true the prices. Mm. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. And trust me when I looked
3: the week
0: before and the week after the marathon I was like okay we are paying for this experience yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's paying for that's it sweet. so yeah I feel like you mentioned like you've been you know you're more confident in yourself mm-hmm. you like your relationship obviously with dad we talked about that earlier yes like I feel like there's so much good that came out of that experience
2: yeah, yeah and yeah, even the so fact cool. that
0: I know they ran it and it was different for them and they got all the hard the hard <laughs> stuff and the. but I feel like having them share that with us oh yeah it was a really yeah. cool thing to see them do that and see them you know you always love to see your kids or spouse your family and friends that you love accomplish yeah. something that's
2: big and it's mm-hmm. exciting and it's fun to be there for it so thank for you for sure thanks for writing it yeah you're welcome so, I know it's it was a couple of weeks ago but still every day I'm like wow I cannot believe I actually did that that it's crazy yeah so I definitely have gained a lot of confidence, running confidence, haven't been on a run since, but yeah. <laughs> thank goodness. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that, that's
0: I asked need to go on a run, she said no.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't, bring
0: myself, can in the gym. I can't yeah. bring myself to do it yet. And
3: it's cold too, this was a good yeah. time to wrap up your running. Yeah, yeah. For now. <laughs> oh, I know, he was going to get it this morning, he was like, you know,
0: I think I'll save my run for later, it was so cold. Um yeah. oh, it was true um, And I was thinking though, like, to just brag for you, like, only 1% of humans actually run a marathon? Yes. And then how many, how, what percentage of that percent run it with their dad?
2: True that. Oh, I'm very, cool. I do feel very blessed that my dad is such a huge support and big motivator because I 100% would not have done it if my dad didn't do it with me or if he would have invited me, obviously, yeah. but yeah. there's no way I could have done it if my dad wasn't training and running it with me, so...
0: Yeah. yeah, so cool. And that also knowing that 1% was because there was a TikTok that said 1%, <laughs> oh, yeah. of, 1% of the world runs a marathon and 100% tell you all about it or tell, or always talk about it or something like
2: yeah. that. I have bragging rights, okay? You do? Yeah. I agree. This I will bring huge. it up. But I think you
0: almost have extra bragging rights because you don't like running. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. And you're so young. And, and actually, your dad has a lot of bragging rights, too, because he got, you know... He yeah. orchestrated it. Well, actually, Chantel yeah. did. So it you all goes to all because <laughs>
0: yeah. I wanted to be a spectator. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's looks awesome.
0: Yeah. It's um, super fun.
2: Do you have anything else you want to add? No. Thank you for letting me talk about it. Yeah. yeah thanks so fun. much. This
3: is a fun interview for us because you're like our first younger kind of crowd. and that's so, true. Anyway, it's really fun. So well, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. I
2: love listening to you guys' podcasts. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> it's
0: a work in progress for us. Yeah. We're learning. Yeah, because we actually—well, I don't even know if I want to say this—but we yeah. actually already recorded this interview, and then when it kind of came out, the sound was not good, Yeah. and we just felt like we could not. We released it, and then we took it right off. So yeah. there was—I think—25 people that listened. So <laughs> yeah. So if you're one
3: of those 25, before we took it off. Yeah, but we knew we would love to talk to Whitney again,
0: and it was kind of fun because a few things came
3: out that probably weren't in the previous one, but overall it was pretty yeah, similar. similar and. Anyway, yeah, we're learning. That's so. <laughs> <I laughs> it. Yeah, it's that we haven't had. Yeah, yeah, the sound just wasn't up to par, and we wanted you guys to all be able to really hear Whitney because it just—it <laughs> yeah. was kind of hard to hear her, and it just was not the not sound quality was yeah. yeah, it sounded
2: like I had a lisp, which I did in like. Fourth grade, but I went to speech therapy for it. Yeah, so I was like, funny. I do not need people thinking. That <laughs> I, was I, was like, right I graduated from speech therapy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Actually, Dad called me and goes, "It's almost like Whitney's list is back." I'm like, "Oh crap!" When I <laughs> yeah. edited it. It was like I didn't hear it, yeah. and then when he I said know. that, I listened again. I was like, "Well, yeah. I feel bad that slipped by both of us because
3: we both listened, but we were like doing things." And anyway. Yeah. So we're glad
2: we caught so it. And this is what I actually sound like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always fun to talk to
3: you. So we Thank do you. it a third time if we have to, but we don't <laughs> think we're going to need to. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Babe. Thanks.
0: Yikes. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and would love if you subscribe to the podcast and follow Let's along story, as we continue hearing show. more inspiring stories. You can also follow us on Instagram oh, at easy. beautiful yeah. shifts podcast, where we will post updates with our latest interviews. We'd like to thank the band We The Lion for
3: giving us permission to use their beautiful song Move Along for our podcast. Take a minute to listen to the song and the lyrics and enjoy.
1: I find a way to know myself, all my thoughts are mine again, and begin to understand where to go. Now it's time to move along. Now it's time to move along. Take this journey as my own. Feel the strength right in my bones. All I want is to believe life is my own life. start again, my mind is free now, I can feel the truth in me, I'll take a chance, I won't be wrong, now it's time to move along, now it's time to move along, take this journey